This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, season two, Michigan. What were we saying? <laughs> uh, today we're talking about Chardonnay, uh, so you can all whip your heads around and sip your Chardonnay. Watch me sip, sip my Chardonnay. Oh no, 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 <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. This is an episode that recorded hurt. thanks to Wine Studio, hashtag Wine Studio, y'all, courtesy of the Michigan Wine collaborative yes i had to look that up on twitter because i'm a space cadet it was really fun a couple months ago uh some michigan wines got sent we got to all drink them and talk about them and uh when i saw that these two chardonnays uh were made a different way coming from different vines in ages in the same region uh more or less i thought that this would be really fun to drink them side by side and talk about this in an episode i'm probably going to send this to the folks that did wine studio first as a preview so they'll get to listen to this before anyone else does. Um, we have here, uh, of course, myself, uh, Cody Burkett, CSW, our number one Patreon supporter. The only Patreon supporter? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't have my button. So sad. So sad. Veni, vidi, drinky. I'm just going to do that. And I'm James CS. Lewis. <laughs> you gotta get yourself a name. So, uh, the two wines that we're doing today are the Amoritos Vineyards 2016 Chardonnay and the Chateau Chantel 2016 30 Year Vineyard Reserve Chardonnay. So, the shop. Uh, let's start with uh, the Amoritos, if we may. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will ceremoniously read the tech sheet this bottle sells for 21 dollars uh the owners and growers are the goodell family uh the winemaker was charles schmidt uh french road cellars custom crush vineyard information two acres of chardonnay upper rose crest to the vineyard is at uh, amor road farm was planted in 2013 cane pruned what's cane pruned uh, i've never actually done it so i'm the wrong person to have describe it but basically, you refresh the cordon every year. Okay. Um, hmm. And then the season was long, the mild was plentiful, rain, and a long, dry fall. The harvest information for this uh, vintage uh, was harvested in uh, 9-22-2016, 5.45 tons. Bricks was 20.8. Nice. Uh, pH 3.3. Uh, fruit quality was good, no rot present. Stainless steel ferment bottled on uh, February 2017. No sugar added. Fermented dryness. I'm not going to read the tasting notes because... That's what we're here for. Exactly. Because we know what we're talking about. Um, so this is stainless steel, and uh, Gary has a very controversial opinion hmm. about stainless steel Chardonnay. So I have... I wouldn't say I have a controversial opinion about stainless steel Chardonnay. I just don't believe it should ever be made. My controversial opinion about Chardonnay is that I think it should be oaky and buttery and just rich and huge and delicious it's my spirit animal and <laughs> sam pillsbury hates me for that but whatever 
everyone's wrong. Buttery yeah. Chardonnay rules. Everyone's wrong about something. I'll take being <laughs> wrong about this. I don't care. Nope. Um, Chardonnay should make said, you crave popcorn the second you take a sip of it. Agreed. Yes. That being said, this stainless steel Chardonnay being picked at low bricks, high acid is actually not bad. Yeah, that acidity is just racing. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. But it's still it's been, fruity, but not like crazy fruity. No, it's no. been a long time since I've tasted wines that are high acid because they were picked high acid. Yeah, oh, I've been drinking way too much Arizona wine lately, mm-hmm. and bullshit grocery store Napa Cab lately. <laughs> um, so it's it's refreshing to get something that's like, yeah, this was picked at three point three, like. I would do terrible, terrible things to get a white wine off the vine, or a white grape off the vine, at a pH of 3.3. Speaking of terrible things, um, would you be so kind as to read the bottle? Hmm? No. Me? Again? Yeah. Because Gary doesn't read, as we've (sighs) talked about, apparently. Fine. I already read the text sheet. Hmm. Something about the font on this is making me think of the Addams Family. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally see that. Yeah. Like, you see, like, this is just like. They're racing and they're sitting in the white and they're fruity. We did that. We were, we were talking about Nightmare Before Christmas before this. Yeah. All right. We, so this the is in bold. The Bacchus were studi- <laughs> The family. <laughs> So, we started with a road and the abandoned homestead of the Amore family. The Adams family. (laughs) They're so close to doing it. Oh, man, an abandoned road and everything. It's perfect. We fell in love with a piece of land that feels elemental and wild, overlooking South Lake... What the fuck? (laughs) Leelanau? Leelanau, yeah. Leelanau, sure. Roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while being only 10 minutes drive from towns like Cedar, Lake Leelanau, and Sutton's Bay. These rolling hills and sandy loam soils on the French road plains of Centerville Township are a perfect place to grow the vibrant whites that have become the, a hallmark of Michigan's wine-growing regions. Very good. Yeah, I... I, I so the, some wineries couldn't say, but... Uh... I'm not complaining because every wine I've had so far, and this is three out of three. I haven't tried the the uh, reserve yet. Um, has been pretty good, yep, and it's really cool looking at these two side by side and how pale this one is versus that bright gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like we could keep talking about this one, but I really want to move on. To I know, one. right? Like because oh my god, I just love a piss yellow Chardonnay. They're so great. <laughs> Like, it looks like a urine sample at a doctor's office in the best way. And it the glass smells, is warm, however, don't drink it. smells so buttery. <laughs> I want popcorn already. Oh, wow. Mm. This is my jam. This is, oh like, in your face. Oh. This is what an oaky Chardonnay should be like. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many that are just like... I'm going to slam this piece of oak barrel in your face that I've rubbed with movie theater butter popcorn, and you're going to love it! And I do. But the, too many of them are just too rude. 
Your palate's just too delicate. But I need this with food. I need this with a rich, creamy chicken soup. And by that, brimming over mushrooms. Oh, that does sound delicious. Yeah, this is completely different. This needs more butter. I want more butter on this. Little less Again, it's an excellent wine on its own, but I need food with this one. Mm. Yeah, no, that would be good with creamy pasta. So uh, this is the the ceremonial reading of the tech sheet. Oh, I guess I didn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, what were you? No, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he thought so you were going to read the bottle. bottle. Oh. I wanted him to read the bottle. Uh, so we've got the Chateau Chantel 2016, 30-year reserve, vineyard reserve Chardonnay, blend, 100% 1986 blending of Chardonnay, Old Mission Peninsula AVA, bottled on 8-31-2017, 0.2 residual shrug. <laughs> yes. Shoes. <laughs> the shoes. West uh, Coast. Oh, titratable acidity at 6.35 grams per liter. What the fuck does titratable acidity mean, anyway, actually? How much acid can be titrated out? Well, it's uh, really pretty simple. Okay. Well, now I feel like a moron. <coughs> You're, you don't have a chemistry background. So this is true, I don't. I have a drinking background, though. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Me too! 3.51 acidity. Uh, so the oak usage for this vintage was nine months in French and American oak. Fuck uh, yeah. Bottle size, of course, <laughs> 750 milliliters. Harvest bricks, 21.7. Also, not, not bad. So these vines are 30 years old. As old as you. Not me. These vines are 33 years old. The wine was made... On the 30th anniversary. That's true. So now already, they're 33 years old. I had marks. already been masturbating for two years when that vineyard was <laughs> That is exactly what we needed to know. Thank you. Just perspective, everyone. Perspective. I wasn't even born when those vines were planted then. I was two years old. I was almost born. It has always been produced, it has always produced rich layered Chardonnays at Prenny. Prenny. <laughs> Plenty of fruit to balance the oak. I wonder what this vineyard's going to do on its Jesus year. Because on my Jesus year, being 33, I plan on starting a religion and being killed by the state. I wonder what it plans on doing. <laughs> Sometimes you just never see him coming. <laughs> it's always the quiet one. <laughs> um, Wine-making methods for this wine, barrel fermented, primary fermentation, and then 100% malolactic secondary uh, and a mix of cooperages to frame the fruit. And it was framed well. It's clearly guilty. <laughs> this wine is guilty as fuck. I love it. And I normally don't say that about buttery shards. If you'd be so kind as to read the bottle. Yo, I will. Uh, Chateau Chantal. 2016 anniversary reserve Chardonnay. Many viticultural experts around the world believe that a vineyard only starts to produce truly exceptional wines after it has reached 25 or 30 years of age. We believe we are there. This commemorative estate wine from our first vineyard planted in 1986, two years after James learned how to masturbate, was fermented <laughs> in a combination French and American oak barrels and aged perfection on the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even miss a beat. It was 
I just met you about an hour ago. I have so much respect for you right now. Uh, of, uh, Here we have no shit. Well, amount of respect is inversely uh, proportional to my amount. Here's your uh, tarot deck. Oh, sweet. Ooh. To look at. Are we uh, reading tarot tonight as I mean, well? Officially, as an Orthodox Christian, I have to say no for myself. Witchcraft. Whatever you guys do is, I'll just turn the other cheek. Um, Queen of Swords looks like an Ewok. <laughs> yes. I can't You're remember. Not wrong. They're not even kind of wrong. I can't remember <laughs> what the the. I want to say that's Kamika Flynn. <laughs> Ewoks are so fucking yep. cute. Maybe that's how my brother convinced me to watch Star Wars. Is like, but there's these little bear creatures. You'll love them. I'm like, okay. There are those of us who believe the Ewoks I... signify the beginning of the end of George Lucas. I know. No, Usually, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that was the Star Wars <laughs> That was the holiday Apparently special. it's a female thing. It's like, there's cute bears, just watch it. Uh, speaking of, of Star Wars, Wars the one. before we get back on track... Before um, we get back on track. Before, yeah, because this is a legit question. Have you all seen the trailer for the new one? Not no. yet. About a half dozen times. I know times. that Paul Patine's voice is at the end. Or laugh or something. I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh story. my god, I cried I didn't when I heard even Palpatine laugh. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know how he could be back, but. But arguably, he is the best character in all of Star Wars, and I'm so stoked that he's going to be back yeah. at the end of it. Oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be operational once your friends arrive. From here, you will witness the destruction of the Alliance the first... and the end of your insignificant rebellion. The first Star Wars character I was for Halloween in like 20 years because I was Darth Vader as a kid because Darth Vader is awesome yeah. uh, was Palpatine this last year of course he behold my fully functional set of Riedel glasses <laughs> and I totally won a little trophy for a scariest costume nice. and nice. little known little known fact such was the fear that Palpatine inspired in all of his flunkies that the term heart Palpitation derived <laughs> from the Emperor himself. Yes. <laughs> Behold my fully functional decanter set. Okay, that was actually worse than the Riedels, but the Riedel one was actually good. That was fun. Anyway, um, so which of these Chardonnays do we do we say is better? Can we say that one is better? Um, would we say that these are different functions? How would we say that the age of the vines has potentially influenced uh, the characters of, of each of these? I, for one, would say this is not a fair comparison for, for Chardonnays. Oh, because, or for Vineyard Age, or yeah. really anything, because there, there is nothing the same about these two wines, mm -mm. aside from the grape they were made with. And the region. And the region, yeah. Right. But, like, one of them is... a. Very good example of a crisp, high-acid, no-oak stainless steel Chardonnay. And the other is a very good example of a rich, buttery, oaky Chardonnay. And they're so those styles are so different that it's hard to like compare the two and say which one's better, which one's made better, which one's not. 
But that being said, I am drinking the shit out of this oaky wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we agree that both of these wines are good. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to a previous episode that we recorded tonight, uh, on in tangenting about wine purposes, um, what would you consider the purpose of each of these wines to be? Jumping right in, I would say the first Chardonnay, the stainless steel one, is trying to be like a light, crisp, easy-drinking white wine Casual that you can stuff. have with food, without food, doesn't matter. Like, just, hey, you want to open a bottle of wine? Yeah, sure, I got the Chardonnay, let's go for it. Whereas the second one is a red wine masquerading as a white wine, and it's just begging for a steak. Steak Steak for eats with a nice glob of butter on top of the steak that's just melting as you eat it. I, I wouldn't go so far as to steak. There's a lot of steak here with this. Uh, um, uh, ah, 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 I would ah. probably go with pork I chops. I have a beef with that. I would go with Jesus. veal. Veal actually would work. I would give you veal steak with this, but nothing heavier. Um, but Honestly, I don't, I don't really care what I would be eating with this because... I just enjoy drinking this wine. So. <laughs> what 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 do you think, Megan? I always just want popcorn. <laughs> so, are you happy? Is this close enough to your basic bitch Chardonnay that you? No, saw? no, no. Okay, not for me because this is I get more oak on this than butter. Okay, because I've had very few. There's every once in a while. There's one where I taste and go, ah, oh, yes, this is the one, and it needs popcorn immediately. This one, I want popcorn, but it doesn't demand it because there's a little bit more oak to it. So I I would actually be really interested to try it with the steak covered in butter. Because um, that just sounds fun. But, I mean, obviously still popcorn. Because this still evokes the popcorn desire. But it's not it's not that butter level. For me, anyways. So you're saying that this could be butter? Yes, it could be butter. <laughs> but can you believe it's not butter? <laughs> right? I don't believe it's not the butter. I can because there's a lot of things in life that aren't butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a butter snub, so. Well, you better be. I know, oh. right? I'm the worst butter snub. All right, it's my turn to talk. Oh. <laughs> uh, I would say that the uh, the, um, the amoritas is definitely a, a refreshing, quaffable wine for a very casual setting. A wine you could easily be sitting out on your patio in late spring, early summer, drink alone, very refreshing. Whereas the Chantal, it sounds strange to like a stripper. Hey, if there was a stripper, uh, I may delete this. A high-class co- stripper. If, yeah, if this is a stripper, it's a classiest-fuck stripper. Right. If I encountered a stripper at glitter that tasted like this, I might consider taking her home. And, this is a Dita Von And, and uh, considering going to confession the next morning. But in all seriousness, um, this, uh, the, Ch- the Chateau Chantal is definitely a wine I would serve at a formal dinner setting. Preferably the first, uh, it would probably go with the first course, which would be, again, a creamy chicken soup with mushrooms. I, I could see that. Well, yeah, a chicken paprikash. This would be an excellent way to start the uh, start the dinner. And then we'd move on to other wines from there. But this, yes, definitely for a highbrow, sophisticated dinner party with many courses, this would be a most excellent and elegant start. So we haven't really talked about malolactic fermentation in this podcast yet. Um, and since we've got a wine that's got mallow for sure, 
Oh, we should probably talk about that. Gary. How did I know you were going to send this one to me? Because you're the fucking winemaker, asshole. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Well... He's like, are you going to ask a question about it, or are you just going to... What the fuck is my fermentation in? Explain. Explain! Explain! You gotta be specific, man. Alright, so... (laughs) Malolactic fermentation, if you have any background in Latin or science at all, will tell you exactly what it's doing. It's taking malic acid which is found in grapes and apples and has a very green apple characteristic and converting it into lactic acid which is found in milk and cream and butter Mm. by way of a fermentation carried out by bacteria and it's damn near essential in my winery to do malolactic fermentation because if you don't let something go through it on its own and then you bottle it without filtering it, there is the potential that it happens in bottle. And if that happens, you can create some off flavors because you're not venting the carbon dioxide that's formed during it. And you have the potential of popping corks or blowing up bottles in extreme cases. But then also, if you let a wine go through mallow, you don't need to filter it, which is fantastic. Really? Why? Because you eliminate that source of in-bottle fermentation. If you have a wine that's not got any malic acid in it, and it's not got any sugar in it, and it's stabilized properly, you can bottle it and nothing's going to happen. It's going to age just how you expect it to. But if you have malic acid or residual sugar in the bottle, you have to sterile filter it and go a little bit heavier with your sulfur preservatives in order to make it shelf stable. Or you run the risk of having corks popping out and bottles exploding. Which is a mess. Yes, it is. As a non-science, non-chemistry guy, I totally understood everything you just said. I appreciate the clear, concise, and very succinct explanation. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I don't hear stuff like that very often. (laughs) You live in the middle of Wilcox. You don't hear much of anything very often. No, I live even further in the middle of nowhere than Wilcox. (laughs) Like, if nowhere has a middle, I live pretty damn close to it. You are are living in the sand wastes. Yes. (laughs) And I... To, to throw in a Night Vale reference. I don't see many people. So. <laughs> I don't see many people. Yeah, it's it's nice to have conversations that don't involve cows. <clears throat> well, I mean, I may be pretty chubby, but... <laughs> and this conversation has involved butter and steak, so it has involved mm. cows. Indeed, but not talking to cow farmers. Oh, good point. Who are great, but They're every now and views. then you want to get around someone different, which is why I'm here. Yes, and soon I will be even closer to you. Right? Worldview is so fucking stoked. Muopic. Oh. The French. I missed that. Muoptic. Muoptic instead of myopic. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just made the sound of. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to. Have, have we showed you that video yet? Oh no. 
someone else to bring into the group. <laughs> oh, oh yes, the master himself. The master needs himself. To make an I learned, by the way, recently, that Chablis actually undergoes malactic fermentation. Mm -hmm. And like Chantal, another classic hooker name. Or stripper name. Yeah, actually, the Lady Chablis. Lady Chablis. True, but Mm. she was an entirely different class of person. Very true. One-on-one. Why stop it the next day? Ah, no! (laughs) Not the one-on-one Chardonnay, oh god. Oh, Reverie over. The beast rears its head once again in another podcast. <laughs> uh, for, for those of you who don't remember, uh, the one-on-one Bachelorette, or Bachelor Chardonnay. Or was it Bachelorette? No, I think it was The Bachelor. The Bachelor. I think it was for The Bachelor. Yeah, it was for The Bachelor. It uh, was a Chardonnay that we were going to have as an inaugural for a new podcast series, but I stupidly lost the <laughs> recording. Um, and it was so horrible. That we had to turn it into fruit spritzers with grenadine and tonic. Which made it quite refreshing yeah, and delightful. Yeah, actually made it drinkable. Whereas beforehand, it was, it was an abomination. Not. Yeah, it was definitely a heresy status. Which makes you wonder if that was actually that wine's purpose. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think it was supposed it. to be, but no. that was what it ended That's up That's what it became. Having. It may have been the wine's but, purpose before they recycled it. But, but think about the people who, stereotypically in your head, watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, whichever one it was themed on. Are they not the type of person who would potentially make white wine spritzers in the afternoon whilst binge-watching this show? Lots of money and no taste. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) This calls for a final closing song. The Nouveau Riche. Cody's looking something up. I'm scared. Oh, God. Now, what the hell is this? You haven't seen this one? Have you not showed him this one? Can you see it from. Okay, you can't. Alright, there you go. <laughs> so creepy! <laughs> and on that note, make America grape again. Cheers! Cheers! This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. I'm Gary. You can find me on Instagram at greaterthanwines on Facebook at facebook.com slash greater than wines and by email at greater than wines at gmail.com. <laughs>